Okay, good morning. Today's class is in the continued Rafur Shalema of Miriam Bas Ina Pesya Yuhevit and Bezrat Hashem Rafur Shalema Sien Ben Neimam and the Nishmat Yerchmil Daniel Ben Gedalia, also in the success of in Yeshua of the Shev Banavaga, the Abel Nisheva, Shev Nisheva, Emma Shev, Reina Malkova Tovabasha. Very excited tomorrow night's event in Brickell starting at 8 o'clock. I have a lot, a lot of insight for this class. The past 30 days I've been doing his bodhidut, every single day I get like a new, okay, talk about this. So it's definitely going to be a very, very deep class. And we're going to be giving up uh, Tikkun Klali's and Garden of Gratitudes, Bishrat Hashem. And the event is going to be a great event. It's tomorrow night. In Brickell, please get your tickets, etc. We also have an event next week with Rabbi Kramer. And there's a big event coming up in, that I'm working on in late January. Um, big event in, in Miami. So Bezrat Hashem, we have a few things coming up. All right, let's go to talk about today. So Rav Nachman talk, talks about something very, very, very important that I haven't spoken a lot about. A little bit here and there. He's saying here, first I'm going to give you the, the, the shorter Torah and then I'm going to get to the longer Torah, which is very, very important. One of the things Rav Nachman always reminded us is you have to make yourself into the concept of one. Abraham was one. The reason why Abraham Avinu got to where he was because he paid no attention to any kind of approval. He didn't care if his father-in-law approved him. He didn't care if people... He was one. He, was, he had the concept of oneness. The, he had this boldness to say, I know what's right. I know what I need to do. Abraham was one. Nachman speaks about this concept. That in order for you to get any kind of truth in your life, you have to connect to this concept of oneness. The more we are dependent upon approval and, um, and validation by others, which, which we're going to talk about, where is it coming from? Where is the source of it it's coming from? Why do I need it? Today you could see how much people are thriving on approval. They're thriving on validation. It's like they're, they're, they're pretty much, they're, it's like chasing, chasing happiness. And the minute they don't get it, they crash. You could see this concept in Hollywood. You know, you could see people who are very, very successful. You could see this in, with NBA players. You know, some of them turn into after their seasons are over. It's like, what, what am I worth now? Nothing. So you could, this is a very, very deep message. And this obviously is a marriage situation. Apply to everything. Why do I need such approval? Obviously, one of the root causes is low self-esteem. To the extent that I have low self-esteem... That will seek, I need people to validate me so I can feel better by other people's opinions. The only problem is, it's very risky. Because as long as somebody keeps on filling up the cup, wonderful. But what's, what happens when they don't fill up the cup? Then you're pretty much empty. And that feeling of emptiness is really, really going to just trigger negative feelings, etc. Ramnachman says here in Lesson 202, that the more limited a person's intellect the more respect one needs to show him. This is because the more limited his intellect, the more he craves honor. Okay? Thus, we see some people are particularly too, very, very particular about honor and respect. We're not going to say who. And they very much want honor. The reason why is because those people's, the people's dot are not developed. Once I get to a concept of dot and I know that there's only Hashem, there's only oneness, I don't need anybody to approval. approval. But the, to the extent that I don't develop my intellect, then the more I don't develop my intellect, 
I need honor. And the more honor I need, it's showing that I'm not getting God's honor. That means the, to the extent that I run after your honor, heavenly honor is running away from me. That makes sense? The more I run after your honor, the more I need you to approve me, the less my creator approves me. Because now you're going, it's almost pretty much the same thing as when I don't have fear of God, where, where am I going to put the fear? I'm going to misplace the fear to people, human beings, businesses, situations. But when I have trust in God, fear is not misplaced. When I know that the only honor I should be worried about is, the, is God's honor and running away from honor, then I get godly honor. Just like if I get, if a person has trust in God, what does he get? He gets mercy and blessings, etc. But to the extent that I run after other honor, it's the sign, it's telling you that the more respect you need, it's because the more limited your intellect is. For example, let's say somebody wronged you and they want to apologize to you and you say, no, you disrespected me, I'm not forgiving you. That means you need more honor and you need more and more and more honor from that person. It's not a good sign because if you're in a very good conscious state, you would say that person only hurt me because they were confused, they were hurt, etc. I'm not telling you to become superhuman. I'm just telling you to, to deal with the cause of it. Where is the cause coming from? If you understand this concept, this will save you from being insulted because you're going to recognize the way somebody treats you is a reflection of themselves. This will save you from giving away energy and depending on approval from others. Because once you depend on approval from others, then you're, day, you're basically in a, you know, you're in, the, you're in the back seat. You know, you're in an Uber car, you're in a car, Uber, you don't even know where you're going. God knows where the guy could take you. He could take you to the right. So it's very, very important. Once we develop ourselves and we start working on ourselves, we recognize why in the world do I need honor from you? I don't seek approval. And just like everything else in life, guys, which I'm going to talk about this Thursday night, Love creates space. Love creates space. If I love myself, if I know who I am, I'll give, I'll give you space. I'll give you space. If I'm in a relationship where I know who I am, you know who you are, you give each other space. But when there's insecurities, there's controlling. Correct? Controlling. I'm controlling because of fear. I'm controlling because I'm afraid to get hurt. I want to control the other person. That's a sign that you're very, very low in intellect. It's all a sign that your intellect is not developed. Some of us have a yetzahar with this because we have you know, previous relationships where we got hurt or previous situations. We want to be very, very safe. But you have to understand the, real, the root of this situation is when I, have a, when I have a very strong mouth, I have a small mouth. Strong mind, small mouth. Small mind, big mouth. Pretty much, that's the root of the call, the root. And this is why when we develop, when we, the more we develop our consciousness, the less, the less, crave, the less we're going to crave honor and the less respect we're going to need. Like if a person is really smart, a husband, if he's developed his intellect, he should say, I apologize, we made a mistake, I made a mistake, etc. Because you shouldn't want to crave the honor all the time. Because it's showing that he has, he's, rather, he's, he's more focused on having God in his house than being right. He'd rather be in love than be right. Sees the bigger picture. Or somebody, for example, you know, you know, deciding to not be with you or something like that. 
it shouldn't make you less of a person because that person made a decision. And I never forgot this. You know, I was doing, we were, we, my wife was in the fashion industry and we were selling, we used to go to Vegas to trade shows and all that. This is seven years ago, eight years ago. And she, and she would dress Miss America, Miss, Miss, Miss Las Vegas, Miss Miami. And you should see most of them had all low self-esteem. This is talking about pageant girls, not the pageant. And I was there in the booth and I didn't understand it. But there, what happens is, is one guy left them, one situation, they, they made themselves, even though they, they were very attractive, because of one breakup, they said, oh, I'm not pretty enough, that's why he left me. Or that, per- that person left me because I'm not good enough. That person left me because I'm not. And this is, had nothing to do with them. That guy can't control himself. Sometimes I say, good as a man, if a man does not have fear of God, he's, he's as good as, you're as good as his options. <laughs> it's a good chance he's going to do something stupid if he doesn't have fear of God. There's a great line that women are loyal when men do not have money. But men, that, that's when their loyalty is tested. When the, when the guy is not succeeding financially, the woman, is, is she going to stick out and make him to go through? And when the man's successful, his loyalty is, his loyalty is tested. You understand? Woman's loyalty when the guy has no money. But when the guy has money, that's when his loyalty gets tested in life. So you, you, should, you should see that. Because obviously when we have money, we start developing ego, etc. But this concept of respect and how people are constantly offended and people are brokenhearted because of breakups, which I understand. It's not easy. We said many times God has to break your heart to save your soul. But this constant pattern of if I don't get a text message of this, my day's ruined. If this person doesn't call me back, that's it. My day's finished. I haven't, my lost. I'm lost. And I see this so much. People freak out. I didn't get a text message in 20 minutes. He must not care about you. And this is a problem. This is a problem because you, you have this neediness and it's, you're really, it's, it's, it's rooted in low self-esteem that you're waiting for approval. And Rav Nachman tells us this the same way but completely different. He says, when you have people that sometimes a person goes to a synagogue, he wants to pray, he wants to be connected, but sometimes he does, he does things, you know, to fake it because he wants to get more money from the person or he wants to pretend he's more than that. This is, believe it or not, this was not just happening today. It was happening way before. He says, now, the greatest truth, remember, where there's truth, there's salvation. Remember that, that, that formula. Wherever there's truth, there's going to be light and salvation. Whenever there's falseness, there's going to be darkness and imitation. Truth is the, as it says, I call out to God. God is my light. God is my help when I call out to Him in truth. Now the truth is, is the greatest when somebody is not dependent on another human being. When you're not dependent on another human being for approval, for this, for that, you're free. That's freedom. That's real freedom. When you're not dependent on another human being and you're only relying on God. Since when somebody's dependent on another human being, his face is going to, be, his face changes colors like a chrome. It has many shades. He gets embarrassed. He's dependent on people. Imagine even people who need money from people. You know, when you're struggling financially, you should say, God, let me only rely upon you. Let me not need the, the money from a human being or a person. Let me not become fake because I need their approval or et cetera like that. 
And then unfortunately today, you could see this, that this, the, the, the real truth is not out. Because people are afraid to offend people, people there's, but the truth is not out, even though people want to say completely some different things, but they're afraid to offend everybody, but they're not really saying the truth. And this is why you're not getting result, we're not getting the results we need. You have to be honest. This is so important. And this is exactly what Nachman's message is. And he says here, a person who relies on his others for his livelihood becomes dependent upon them. His commitment to them all of a sudden makes him lose his face, lose his dependency. This is the reason why somebody who's dependent on other people finds it very difficult to pray with a community. Because they're saying, look, is this guy, they're judging him. They're constantly judging him. Oh, he's trying to impress them by, you know, maybe the guy needs a loan. I've seen this. I've seen this. <laughs> the guy's trying to get a loan from me. All of a sudden, he's praying like the Baba Sali so he can get my attention. I know the guy's, you know, Scorpios. They're very intuitive. They know everything. They can see everything right away. I know the guy's faking it. I know he was faking. But they're, they're trying to become, they're, really, they're not praying the truth. They're praying being fake. But this is also the same thing. The same thing with other things. When you're dependent upon other people, when you're not yourself, this is the really, really, really the hardest thing in life. And this is, unfortunately, today there's a lot of peer pressure. There's a lot of peer pressure. There's a lot of social dilemmas out there. There's a lot of situations that are not making people do the right thing because they're focusing more on looking good than doing good. And that's the problem. We get into the wrong relationships because we're more focused on looking good than doing good. We know the relationship's not good for us, but we get into it anyway because it makes me look good, but it's not good for me. Or we start, you know, smoking and we start doing things where we know it's not good for us, but we don't want to look stupid or weak. Again, back to peer pressure. But this is not something new. This is not something new in life. And the problem is we don't get the Yeshua. We're not going to get the salvation until we get to that place of complete honesty. And it hurts between you and me. It hurts. But when you are free, when you can wake up and somebody insults you and somebody says something to you and you could recognize this has nothing to do with me, this has something to do with them, you are ultimately free. When you walk around and you don't need approval, you're ultimately free. We all have the Yetzirah for this. We all need approval, but you have to understand something. Not everybody's going to approve you. And you can't depend upon that. And guess what? And the more you look for things to, to get approval for, the more hurt you're going to be. Period. It's a guarantee because people sense, just like, you know, you have that, you walk into a store, you have that needy salesman that's, oh, what do you want to buy? Let me show you this. Leave me alone. I'll buy it when I want to buy it. But the guy's needy. Come, let me show you. Yeah, can I give you a... You just want to tell the guy, buzz off. <coughs> Neediness is showing desperation. We don't need to be desperate because we have to recognize where we come from. It would be more beneficial and easier for him to pray in private because in public, he's, he's really faking it. He's praying for ulterior motives. On account of him being dependent upon other people, he prays with this pretense in order to impress them. Imagine an in a synagogue is praying to impress the guy when he should be really praying, praying to God. Rabbi Nachman was very against this concept. And... He was very against this concept because he, he, one time there was a chazan and he told the chazan, this guy can't pray here. And he got a lot of trouble for that. And people went after him. Hey, how could you say They said, this guy's sleeping around with the, all, the people, all the people in the community. What happened? What are you, crazy? Meshugana? They found that the guy was sleeping around with the other wives. The chazan of the community in Breslau. Because he knew that the guy's, his voice, he lost his voice. 
He was singing just for the voice. He wasn't singing for to, to, the fear of heaven. So what happens is he lost his voice. So Rabbi Nachman said, one who runs after harlots is going to lose his voice. Wow. So there he go. He knew it right away that the guy was there. He knew from the guy losing his voice. Just like you see the guy, Elliot Spitzer, Lahabil. You know, what a voice. Everybody's running after, scared. And next thing you know, he lost his voice. They caught him with a harlot. You understand? So you could see all this politics, this Kumo, and these, you know, in a coma, all these clowns. They're, they're all the same. They're not honest. They're not doing it honestly. There's no Emet. There's no Emet there. They're doing it for other people. This is why they have no success. They will not succeed in anything. Because the truth stands. Same thing, you have to be honest with yourself. You have to be honest with yourself, and that's so important. This is why most people do not like to pray and meditate. You know why? Because things come up there that you don't want to deal with. And you're so used to checking out and disassociating with your phone anytime something bothers you. So what happens? When I start praying and I start talking to Hashem, things come up to be elevated, not to hurt you. The reason things come up is not to hurt you. Is, are they, those are the things to be elevated. They're not to hurt you. And this is another reason why we can't pray. It's a sign that we're very, you know, we're, we're not being a met. That's why when you pray, when you do his bodhidud, you talk to God. That is the ultimate truth. But today, people want too much private victories. They want too much public victories without the private work. It's completely the opposite. You get rewarded in public for what you do in private. Completely the opposite. Everybody wants the public victories, but they don't want the private, the private, private work. Same problem. But this is very, very important because you can repair relationships. You know, how many people have seen they broke up? Oh, he didn't call me back in, in 20 minutes. That's it. He's not dependable. He's not stable. No, you're not stable. You're not stable. Not him. How about if his phone is off? How about if his battery died? How about if he had an emergency? They're not stable. You're not stable. You need every 20 minutes. You need that constant approval. It's not a good sign. It's not a good sign. This is why I tell people in my recovery programs. Every time they relapse, they relapse because they got into a relationship, went south. Here we go again. Back, back to recovery again. They just triggered their low self-esteem. So it says, if you guys don't work on your, low, on your self-esteem until you get it, where you can get out of a relationship, you can get a broken heart, you can get hurt, but you don't have to use because you don't make everything about you. How could you control if another person is going to do something to you? How could you control a person, another person's loyal? You can't control anything. In life, you're going you're gonna to see things in life, and you can't control it. But you can't be constantly make everything about you. That is not, not humility. The same thing, every, even someone who owns his own living does not have to rely for others for livelihood. M- may never less depend on others for respect or some other thing. In other words, he craves respect, prominence, and the like, and he's dependent upon other people. Since he needs their respect and esteem, when he is dependent upon other human beings for any of this, He's in jeopardy of faking. All his spirituality becomes fake. Faking it. Now, there are individuals who are somewhat upright. This is why people hated Trump so much, I guess. Couldn't keep his mouth, but that's one of the things he said was he did say what he felt like, and he didn't care what people said. Maybe it was a little too much, okay? There's a censor for everything. But one of the things he did say is he said some kinds, what he felt. That's what he felt. That's what he felt in his heart. Versus the other, other unfortunately, other things that are completely fake and not, not, not true. And at the end of the day, here we are, 
paying the price for it. But we have to understand this from this. If you want to fix your relationship, if you want to fix your parnasa, if you want to fix, once you take your your direction away from God, and you you need to get heavenly approval. We don't need to get people approval because what happens is very simple. When you change your relationship with God, He changes your relationship with people. Period. But when you don't change, when you're only dependent on relationship, you're changing your relationship with people and not focusing on the God. God is the one who gives you light. God gives you chen. God's the one that gives you charm. God's the one that gives you light. God's the one that gives you the light to be able to, that other people see you and they want to be able to do business with you. Or they give you that charisma. Charisma does not come from porn. Charisma does not come from watching the wrong things. That you will not get. <laughs> charisma comes from wisdom. Not stupidity. And that's given to you by your Creator. And it says a person's face is connected. There's two faces, Rav Nachman says. You can get a, a spiritual facelift, which is having emuna and wisdom. God will light up your face because you're connected to the truth. Or you can get a darkened face, a darkness of chasing after everything. More money, more this, more food. There's never enough. That, 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 that other face, the face of darkness, a face, maybe, maybe you could take a cute picture once in a while with a fake smile, but it's a face of darkness. It's a face of darkness. And, <laughs> but ultimately, if you want to be free, you want your relationships to get better, you have to stop wanting validation and respect from people all the time. You're a human being. But you have to recognize everybody's got their own world. <clears throat> and I know my own self, how, much, how moody I get at times, and how much work I have to do on myself. And sometimes I don't say the nicest things to people because I'm in holding something or I'm not in the right state. And really, didn't, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. I had a rough day. You say the wrong things to people when you have a rough day. You're not yourself. But that doesn't mean that person's less of a person. They shouldn't be insulted by what you said. Because really, it had nothing to do with them. It had to do with you. And I know for myself to watch my own moods and to constantly control my energy, it's tremendous work. I've got tremendous challenges ahead of me. And I have to be very careful how to be super nice and not to be snappy and not to be... It's my own work, but it has nothing to do with them. And believe me, when I don't do it, I pay for it. I pay for it with my wife. I pay for the price. So it tells you, when I don't meditate and I don't do my own surrender and I don't go my own, my spiritual work, I'm a different person. But that does not mean that person is less of a person because I said something to them. And this is very important if we want to understand this, that if you want to be free, you have to recognize, you have to not be dependent upon anybody else. Whether it's a relationship, whether it's a this, whether it's that, you can't depend on constant approval because guess what? Everybody's got their own world got their own issues in their lives, got their own struggles. Remember, nothing in this world, anything easy is not good for you. So we all have to earn everything. Everything has to be earned today. Everything has to be earned today. And earning creates struggle. And then that struggle, you might be sometimes a little, bit of, a little bit snappy or a little bit this, but you shouldn't ruin your relationships because of this. So what you should do, look for in a relationship is more, how does a person recover from a bad day? Does he have a meditation? Does he have a, uh, you know, does he have a different way to cope with it? How does he recoup versus judging constantly because somebody did that? But more importantly, you yourself should not be the one getting 
offended every single time and you're having a bad day because somebody else says something to you or did something to you or broke up with you or didn't want to do business with you. That means that, that's a, that, that I can't control. That means I'm a prisoner. But I could control my own actions. I could control the meaning I give to something. Then I'm free. Then I'm free. So again, humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. That is really, really the aha moment here that we want to get to. We want to play, get to a place of humility where a person who's humble is not so offended all the time. It's not so, he's not constantly needing people all the time. And this is really, really the key to, to really thriving in life and getting all your energy back. And somebody might yell at you, somebody might piss off at you, etc. Don't make everything about you. And when you could do that, your, God will give you heavenly honor because you chose to honor Him instead of looking for that honor today. And this is exactly the key to everything. Have a great day.